anybody sitting in the complex, if you want to come down to the floor and come explain to me one material, meaningful, significant thing the Republican majority has done besides, well, I guess it's not as bad as the Democrats. This is The Middle with Anthony Weiner. Unplugged. Welcome to episode 57 of The Middle Unplugged, a break in the middle of the week when we reclaim the microphone from the far left and the far right and try to carve out some time for a less shrill and less extreme and generally less angry conversation. So this is our Thanksgiving episode. I'm grateful to you, my faithful listener, for giving me the opportunity here and on the radio to say words out loud about various subjects. I can't do it without you. I also can't do it without Eric and Ricky and Will and the team over here at Red Apple Podcast Network. But today I would like to call out some people who have helped me and you figure out what to opine about, what to argue over, and what we can come meet in the middle over. We need these people because in the opinion business, we need human beings to do things that get us talking and hopefully thinking. So let's get started with the most obvious one. I am grateful to Sir Sanford Fleming, the father of Standard Time. Fleming first recommended the idea of Standard Time to the Royal Canadian Institute in 1879. I'm sure you know all this. And he was instrumental in convening the 1884 International Prime Meridian Conference in Washington, at which the system of international standard time was adopted. So let's call him the guy that invented time. Without him, we would not be able to have hot takes on how old Joe Biden is. He's old and feeble. Wait a minute. Or is he seasoned? Is he a gaff machine or is he just plain spoken? Hours and hours of talk radio and podcasts like this one have devoted to the subject. I am so glad that Sir Stanford Fleming invented time so we could have these edifying conversations. By the way, this week, Joe Biden turned 81 and all but 10 former presidents were dead by 81. The other guy's also old and apparently kind of heavy. I know this because I have a shared understanding of time. Next up on the Middle Unplugged gratitude list is William Waitrowski, or is it Wyatrowski? Who is he? He's the acting commissioner of the Labor Department's Bureau of Labor Statistics. This is his second stint in the job. He did it first at the beginning of the Trump administration and since March under President Biden. That history offers a hint on why I'm grateful to him. His government office offers us data about the economy. Here is a sample of the last four press releases they put out. On Friday, October jobless rates up in 26 states, payroll jobs up in one state. Thursday, U.S. import prices fell 0.8% in October. On lower fuel prices, export prices down 1.1%. On Wednesday, producer price index for the final demand uh, in, it declines 0.5% in October. Goods fall 1.4%. Services unchanged. Tuesday, consumer price index, that's inflation, for all items unchanged in October, shelter is up. That's all in one week. I'm grateful to Mr. Wyatrowski, I should know his name, because where would we be in our arguments about how bad the economy is or how inflation is killing us or without a steady stream of data to cherry pick from? Look, we know that the economy is a lot better and inflation has come down to pre-COVID levels. While Fox News hosts and the WABC radio callers may not like it, they don't really bother saying things like the numbers are rigged or the Venezuelans alter them to make Biden look good. So thanks to you, 
at the Bureau of Labor Statistics for providing us lots of fuel for our debates or logs on the fire for our disagreements or, well, you get the idea. Next, I am thankful to a name you will be familiar with, the Honorable Thomas Jefferson. He had a nice little career, that fellow. Among the Committee of Five charged with the Second Continental Congress with drafting the Declaration of Independence, Jefferson was the document's primary author. Following the American Revolutionary War and prior to becoming the president in 1801, he was the first Secretary of State, you probably remember that, from Hamilton under George Washington, and then the nation's second vice president under John Adams. But it is for none of these things that he appears on the gratitude list for the Middle Unplugged. Today, we are grateful for a book that he wrote, Jefferson's Manual. Well, the full name is actually A Manual of Parliamentary Practice for the Use of the Senate in the United States, written by Thomas Jefferson in 1801. It's the first book on American parliamentary procedure. As Vice President of the United States, and you know this, Jefferson served as the presiding officer of the Senate, and that was between 1797 and 1801. While doing that job, and before that, based on notes he took while studying parliamentary procedure at the College of William and Mary, he came up with a manual that is arranged in 53 categories from one, the importance of adhering to the rules, and all the way up to 53, impeachment. I guess Trump read all of them. Each section includes the appropriate rules and practices of the British Parliament acting along with the applicable text from the United States Constitution and the 32 Senate rules that existed at the time. Long story short, these rules are the backbone of what is in use today in the House and Senate. As a podcaster and a radio host, I'm so grateful to Jefferson for writing this book. We in the middle have our favorite members of Congress who help us by saying things that we find crazy. Your Senator Kennedys or your Chip Roys or your MTGs and AOCs. But without these rules, all of them, uh, august thinkers who say these words that we make fun of would be speaking all at the same time and we'd never know when to watch. It would be chaos. In addition to helping us make pithy cuts out of dopey things, Jefferson's manual helped us have a process to choose a speaker. Those rules have given us months of podcast and radio content this year. So thank you, Thomas Jefferson. Keep up the good work. Next up on our list of people we owe our thanks to this Thanksgiving is David Eddy, who coined the phrase Y2K. Y2K was born on Monday, June 12, 1995 at 11.31 p.m. in an email to a discussion group of computer geeks exploring the millennium bug. I know you know the story of Y2K drama, but a lot of those Gen Z listeners may not. I'll summarize it. Computers rely on clocks and timers and such, and the fear was that these computers would collapse in confusion when 1999 clicked to 2000. A thousand disasters were predicted, hundreds of congressional hearings were impaneled, and millions of dollars were spent on programmers and consultants to plan on what to do about it. David Eddy, the guy we are thanking right now, he put his kids through college and bought a beach house with the fees he collected, both scaring people about Y2K and then insulating them as a consultant. I'm grateful to Mr. Eddie because he has shown us all the precedent for the same scare and profit model that we've embarked on today with AI. Be afraid, be very afraid. I haven't done much about AI on the Middle Unplugged because I feel like we've seen this movie before. Stuff we don't really understand, but a thing someone is gonna profit from off by scaring us. At a recent panel at the South by Southwest Festival, some dude called Austin Carson had the money quote. Quote, if in six months you aren't completely freaked the fuck out, 
then I will buy you dinner. Oh, what does this Austin Carson guy do for a living? You got it. He's the founder of Seed AI, an AI policy advisory group. So thanks to David Eddy, the father of Y2K, for helping us understand the AI fear cycle so they don't have to do any podcasts about it. Our next thanks goes to William Gilbert, who was a 16th century English physician and a natural philosopher who wrote a six-volume treatise that compiled all the information regarding magnetism and electricity known at the time. So thank you, William Gilbert, for inventing electricity. No, not for the reasons you think. Sure, we use electricity in broadcasting and podcasting. We plug lots of things in. But I'm grateful to William Gilbert and the other inventors of electricity nowadays because all the content it has produced about electric cars. As I've tried to explain to you in almost 150 episodes of this podcast and on the radio show, I am smart. But even I didn't see this whole EV thing coming. A conservative racist billionaire perfects the technology of building cars that reduce our trips to the gas pump to zero, and it becomes something that Republicans hate? I didn't see it coming, but I'm glad it did. Hours of programming and calls from conservative listeners who are so afraid of this new thing that capitalism has brought us. It's a gift from the heaven for someone like me who loves to point out how far in the pocket the Republican Party is to big oil. Thanks, William Gilbert. This whole electricity thing you've, has been gangbusters for the middle unplugged and its plucky host. You know who else we're thankful for? My man Vivek Ramaswamy. I mean, nobody likes him, and we are all correct. I know we're all about coming from different places and meeting in the middle here at the middle unplugged, but we, don't we need some public figures, life in our life that we can all agree are just scum? Not my words, of course. Well, I, I, I want to laugh at why Nikki Haley didn't answer your question, which is about looking at families in the eye. In the last debate, she made fun of me for actually joining TikTok while her own daughter was actually using the app for a long time. So you might want to take care of your family first. Leave my daughter out of your voice. Adult daughter. The next generation of Americans are using it. And that's actually the point. You have her supporters crapping her up. That's fine. Here's the truth. You're just the easy answer. Yep. That was Nikki Haley mumbling at the end there what we were all thinking. And that was after he called President Zelensky a Nazi. Yeah, the same Zelensky that lost family members in the Holocaust. Americans need things we disagree upon so we can all support the 347,000 podcasts that are out there. But I'm grateful we find common ground in our dislike for, for that seemingly coked up debate, debate team wannabe. So thanks, Vivek, for bringing America together. And the last name on our roster of people for whom I am grateful is the name on the top of so many lists all year round, Taylor Swift. No, I am not a Swifty myself, but she is podcast mana from heaven, especially for a podcast called The Middle. For one thing, she's the anti-Vivek. Everybody loves Taylor Swift. She's all American. She's from the South, but she has Northern sensibilities. She is country, but a little bit rock and roll. She's apparently, she's apparently sensitive and pretty smart. And she also dates a guy who plays, wait for it, he plays football. But she makes it all onto this list for her, not for her universal appeal, but for her hold on Generation Z. Gen Z adores Taylor Swift. And so I am grateful for her being our sort of ambassador to that seemingly lost generation. Her 22.9 million TikTok followers, her, her stands perhaps, I'm cool, 
have such a connection with her that she can single-handedly move crowds of supporters with her every utterance. So when she finally comes out for Joe Biden or decides to explain the complexity of the Middle East, I have no doubt that her legion of followers who have been wandering in an intellectual wasteland, chanting for peace and downloading bin Laden manifestos will snap to attention and follow her charming and their charming and talented leader. So why am I grateful for this? Because I am seriously worried about the influence of social media and the corrosion of our national debate the rise of the silos of hate and intolerance in the way that even the most complex conversations of our time have to fit into tiny electronic envelopes of our favorite influencers. I have faith in you, and I'm grateful for you, Taylor Swift. So there you go, my abridged, slightly tongue-in-cheek, essential list of people that the Middle Unplugged is grateful for on this Thanksgiving week. But we are not done. We have one more special Ask Anthony Gratitude when we get back. Okay, it's a Thanksgiving edition of Ask Anthony Anything, and it has produced our first caller on our list of people for whom we are grateful. First, a little bit of a setup. Every week, often two or three times a show, someone will call up in the defense of Donald Trump or the, or the January 6th insurrectionists. He was framed the election was interfered with, he actually won the election, something about 2,000 mules or elks or something. And rarely, but sometimes, they say Trump didn't do it. Now, I do my best. I point to the indictments, the fact that the four indictments were handed up by grand juries of Americans, about the 67 times the courts included with Trump-appointed judges throughout claims of election problems. I say a version of podcasters don't decide, we use judges, courts, and juries. But I am filled with gratitude that we have another option for how we figure out who did or did not commit a crime. My countrymen, please lend your ears to Max from Manhattan. Uh, let's go to Max in Manhattan. Hey, Max, thank you for calling us. Yeah, uh, Anthony, let me ask you. I think we should acknowledge the, uh, you got a, several people in jail from the January 6th uh, fiasco, who were just many of whom were just voicing their opinion. And now they're being held in shackles, in jail, um, sometimes not being given food for three days, and uh, driven around in a truck with being shackled. Those two are not being held. You said people are being held for, for having free speech. That's not what they were held for. They, they, they conspired to, to, um, to, 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 to riot and, 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 and committed acts of, of sedition. They didn't. That's what they're charged with. No, no, they, they were didn't. found guilty of that by their peers, well, by a jury. Okay, but they didn't. They can. You can easily be found of. Uh, I mean, you want to accuse a, a ham sandwich? Uh, no, no. This is a jury. This is not. A, no, that that's an expression for who gets indicted. They were found guilty by a jury of their peers. If you don't believe in the jury system, what system do you choose? It's not a matter of me not believing in the jury system right now. They were not. They're the Ricatario for walking around on the grounds is being given twenty two no, years. No, no, he wasn't walking around. That wasn't. He, no one found him guilty of walking around. He was found guilty of sedition. Sedition, seditious conspiracy. That's not what happened. I mean, he can be found and be convicted as being guilty, but that's not what happened. Okay, so if, if that didn't happen, how are we going to decide? If we're not going to let juries decide, who's going to decide? We're going to leave it to you, Max? Well, uh, that might be a good choice. Not right now. <laughs> I, I feel you. I feel I appreciate your honesty about that, Max. Well, it's either we have either two. We have two choices in this country the way I, I see it. We have a 
adversarial system of courts and laws and judges, or we have Max. Well, that was a little edited, and I really do appreciate Max and all the other callers. But thank you for being there for our country, Max. We now know that if the courts fail, if juries fail, if we decide we want to throw out our American judicial system, we always have Max. And I also want to end the way I began, by expressing my thanks to all of you, our listeners, on this Thanksgiving week. I want to express my gratitude for your support, the whole crew here at the Red Apple Podcast Network that have helped put this podcast together, and for all of you for also sharing it with others, which has added to its popularity. I'm grateful for many things this year, and I hope that all of you enjoy the blessings of this Thanksgiving holiday. And this marks the end of a Thanksgiving Middle Unplugged. <laughs>